Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. I'm Katrina Blowers, filling in this week for Natasha Belling. Let's check out what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 22nd of September. PM Scott Morrison has met his US counterpart Joe Biden in America, marking their first one-on-one meeting in person. President Biden says Australia is their closest ally after the landmark new defence pact between the two countries, which also includes the UK. Mr Morrison says their relationship also has wider implications for other nations across the world. The issues we discuss in our partnership today really do reach out to so many others Uh, in terms of how we address the global challenges. So, uh, Mr President, I want to thank you for your leadership and your focus on the Indo-Pacific region. There's no doubt that you, you get it. The trip has had an early win for the PM, with Austria committing to helping Australia with EU negotiations on trade, industry, education and security agreements. Police are gearing up for another day of planned protest action on the streets of Melbourne over a ban on construction. Three police officers and a journalist were assaulted in yesterday's riots and buildings were damaged. 62 people have so far been charged. Victoria Police's Chief Commissioner Shane Patton says this is far from a protest. This was not a protest. Uh, This was at times an affray, at times a violent disorder uh, coming together. We'll uh, certainly investigate this to determine whether we can lay much more serious charges uh, to these people once we identify them. And we'll have the latest with our reporter on the ground shortly. Meantime, Victoria has recorded its highest numbers of COVID cases since this outbreak began, with 603 new infections confirmed yesterday. The Australian Tourism Industry Council has called the bubble burst between New South Wales and Queensland a backstep. Tweed, Kempsey and Byron LGAs are waking up to a snap seven-day lockdown after an infectious COVID case was detected in the area. Now, it's understood this case was a crew member for the TV show I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which is being filmed in northern New South Wales. Now only essential workers are permitted to travel to the Sunshine State. Australian Tourism Industry Council Deputy Chair Daniel Gershwin says it is starting to take its toll. We have had 18 months of disruption in our industry across the nation and Queensland a little bit less internally but nevertheless our industry suffers as a result of the border closures and the lockdowns in other states as well and our operators are very much at the end of their tether financially, emotionally. Meantime, a North Coast Liberal MP is calling for the New South Wales Health Minister to resign over the incident, saying he has failed the regions. Let's go to Queensland, where a police officer has been suspended after he allegedly helped his daughter cross through a border checkpoint. The Brisbane-based senior constable is accused of driving down to help his daughter, who had made her way to the northern New South Wales after working in the ACT, to cross the border on September 15. It's understood other officers raised the alarm and the woman has been fined over $4,000.
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And as we mentioned earlier, Melbourne is facing a third day of major protests and disruptions following another day of unrest on the city's streets. Up to 2,000 people again voiced their concerns over vaccine mandates and a shutdown of the construction industry yesterday, with the mob marching through the CBD and onto the Westgate Bridge. As our Melbourne reporter James Royce explains, the Premier last night condemned the behaviour. Yeah, despite the chaos and wild behaviour, Katrina, there was no sign of Daniel Andrews at yesterday's daily COVID press update. Instead, the government left it to the Treasurer and Health Minister to denounce the demonstrations. He did last night, though, eventually release a statement condemning what he's described as terrible behaviour, pointing out it won't result in fewer COVID cases but will only help the virus to spread. This all comes as the Chief Commissioner warns protesters they will try other tactics to get on top of any more demonstrations planned for today. Shane Patton has also defended the response to it all. He says police are dealing with a very large and angry group. Any police force anywhere in the world would have been challenged by a snap demonstration of this nature, and it was a challenging and confronting environment. And a tragic crash in New South Wales overnight. Two children among those killed in a triple fatality on the central coast. Police say a woman had five kids on board when her car ploughed down an embankment at Central Mangrove, while another driver is being questioned over what happened in the moments shortly after. Our Gosford reporter, Caitlin Unger, has all the details. Yes, Katrina, an absolutely shocking crash here on the central coast overnight that's claimed the lives of a woman and two children. The female driver had been travelling with five kids when her car crashed down an embankment on Wiseman's Ferry Road at Central Mangrove just before 10 o'clock last night. She died at the scene along with a two-year-old and an eight-year-old. The three other children survived and have been airlifted to Newcastle's John Hunter Hospital where they remain in a stable condition. While it appears one of the children who died was hit by a passing motorist moments afterwards, although it's not yet clear whether they'd already passed away from the initial crash. That driver has undergone mandatory testing in hospital, while Wiseman's Ferry Road is expected to remain closed for several hours. Crash investigators are on scene this morning, still trying to work out exactly what happened. Joining us for business and finance today now is Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. G'day, Scott. And after a bumpy couple of days, a more sedate night on US markets suggests the ASX could open in the green. Yeah, that is definitely the hope. We've had a couple of tough days, of course, a 2% fall on Monday, a modest recovery yesterday, but all eyes were on the US markets overnight to see whether there was going to be continued dramas. The good news, at least for now, is that the US market is going to close positively and hopefully the Australian market will open also in the green. All right, let's have our fingers crossed. Uh, Sydney Airport <laughs> is soon to be taken private and the next cab off the rank looks like electricity distributor Ausnet in a $10 billion deal. And this is fascinating too. Well, as fascinating as infrastructure can get. The market, there are plenty of infrastructure companies think about toll roads, airports, and in this case, effectively an energy distributor, they have been, well, they're fielding currently a $9.6 billion deal from Canadian giant Brookfield. But all of a sudden, APA Group, who do some gas pipelines around Australia, have also put their hat in the ring, offering $9.9 billion for this asset. On the back of the Sydney airport, $24 billion deal. It just goes to show what's happening in financial markets at the moment. A lot of these stable cash-generating assets are being hunted down by private equity mobs or superannuation funds or both. And it looks like we might also lose Osnet from the ASX. 
Oh, okay, one to watch. Uh, and the CEO of retailer Kathmandu is hoping for some revenge spending as lockdowns wind down across much of eastern Australia. So puffer jackets and polar fleece, Scott? <laughs> You'd hope so, wouldn't you? At least that's what Kathmandu is hoping. And this is kind of what we did see this time last year when the kind of national lockdowns came to an end. And at the time, we hoped that might be it. Of course, circumstances were different after that. But yeah, at the time, we all basically rushed back out to the shops, virtually or literally, uh, to go and spend that we've been precluded from doing so. They're hoping this time around we do something similar, a combination maybe of the fact we've got to update our wardrobe after being in lockdown in much of Eastern Australia for a while, and just frankly to just get out and enjoy some of that retail therapy. Katmandu hoping so, frankly the rest of the economy hoping so too, because that really would kickstart the economic recovery coming out of those lockdowns. I think we're all dreaming of those ski trips we'll be able to take one day, hopefully very soon. All right, Scotty, thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Katrina. Sport now. Good morning, Brett Thomas and Brett. Let's start with the NRL. And after weeks of intense speculation, the Tigers have opted not to sack their coach. Yes, good morning, Katrina. That's right. I, I dare say Michael Maguire slept a little easier last night. As you said, for weeks now, we've been talking about his future and that review into their failed season. Ten seasons now out of the finals. The board was genuinely split on Monday. Reports, of course, they were on the verge of sacking him. Late yesterday, they decided not to make a change. Triple M's Mark Guy said, that Maguire deserves another chance. I know that Madge Maguire is an intense type of character who comes across sometimes as a little bit angry and cranky, but the cold hard facts is he's a good rugby league coach. He needs to change his ways, and I think this review um, will probably point towards that. Team sheets are out for the prelim finals. Let's start with the Bunnies. No surprises. They're sticking with the same 17 for their clash with Manly. Meantime, playmaker Cody Walker has given an interesting take on how to limit Tommy Turbo when the game plays out at Suncorp Stadium on Friday night. I don't think you can stop him. I think you just got to limit the, I suppose, that possession game. Um, you, know, you just got to try and make them come out of their end as, as much as possible, uh, not give them any leg ups out of out of yardage and. And I suppose just have high completions. And they've been using Latrell Mitchell as a body double at training at the Panthers. They have three players still in some doubt. Katrina, Tyrone May, Vili Kikau and Brian To'o to face the storm. All right, let's switch codes. The AFL is still working on its vaccination policy. Yeah, that's right. Now, the preference is for every player to get the jab. League Chief Gil McLaughlin says they're deciding whether to make it mandatory. You know, I think that we are strongly encouraging everyone to get vaccinated, but we're working what our formal position will be and I reckon that'll be out in the weeks following the grand final. Now the NRL already has a position on this. They won't force players to be vaccinated but warn those who don't won't be able to travel interstate. Just in some grand final news Melbourne star Angus Brayshaw is confident an extra week off won't be an issue against the Bulldogs with the pre-grand final by the D's have played just one game in 28 days. Brayshaw revealing they've changed up their training program. Look it's a new challenge we started over the bye. We've got a pretty good routine. Virgo Goody put together a great two-week program almost to give us a good balance of time away uh, you know and also not losing you know touch and fitness and stuff so we we've basically rolled that out for the last two weeks i mean it, it worked well against geelong and the Aussie women's cricket side extended its remarkable winning streak yesterday. Yes, they did. Now 25 one days in a row starting the series against India with a nine-wicket win. Rachel Haynes top scoring with 93, while 18-year-old Darcy Brown was the star of the show at the ball, taking four for 33. And the Matildas are playing Ireland this morning. It's a shootout in this game. A friendly Katrina. We'll just give you an updated score as we go to air this morning. Uh, 3-2 we trail at the moment. Sam Kerr is playing her 100th game. 
Fantastic stuff. Well done, Brett. Well, we will chat to you tomorrow. Thanks, Katrina. And finally, look, Canberra cops it on a whole bunch of fronts, but it's actually been dubbed the best place in the world to get a good night's sleep. A UK company has analysed 36 capital cities across the globe, looking at things like noise levels and air quality, and the Aussie capital comes out on top. While they believe Washington DC is the worst place on earth to get your 40 winks. And that is all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Katrina Blowers. Thank you so much for your company. Have a great day and stay safe and we will see you tomorrow. Listener.